Welcome to Simply Happy, a show where you'll be learning how to shift into a more positive perspective in easy-to-manage steps. Who am I? My name's Olivia. I'm a mother, a wife, the driven woman behind SimplyAlley.com, and someone who ditched bipolar, anxiety, and depression through mastering my mindset and emotions. So let's chat about some tips that have helped transform my life and many others, because life doesn't need to look perfect to be happy. Hey there, what's up? It's your girl Olivia coming at you with a bonus episode of the Simply Happy Podcast. Now, I am super excited for this episode because today I am actually chatting with Michael Arterberry, and it is such a good conversation. And you may or may not know that Michael is actually the first guest outside of the Simply Ollie circle. We've had students on before, but Michael is the first guest to come on the podcast and just sit down and have a chat and really just offer you guys guidance and insight um, through our conversation. So I cannot wait for you to listen. You're going to be hearing us talk about things like having awareness, um, being selfless, having a student mindset, learning to appreciate living in the journey, um, and just intentionally staying in the present. There's just so many good things that we talk about in this episode, so I will not keep you much longer, but I truly hope you enjoy. Now, go ahead, sit back, relax, and check out this chat between me and Michael. So welcome. So excited to have Michael on the show today. Hello. Hey, how are you? How are you doing, Olivia? Doing good. Doing good. I, I like I told you, we were talking before the before we started recording, and I told you that you are the first outsider guest to be on the show. <laughs> Wow, wow. I'm honored. I'm truly, truly honored. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, I would love to for us to just take this moment right now to have you kind of tell, you know, everyone listening a little bit about what it is that you do to help more people just become simply happy. Um, well, what I do is I, I work with both adults and teenagers. So let me start with the teenagers. With the teenagers, I developed a youth development program that I call Power of Peace. And I take it into uh, middle schools and high schools. Um, in the middle school, it's a one-day experiential uh, um, workshop. And then on the high school level, it's two full days. And what I've done is over the two-day period, I run them through a series of activities that helps them to peel back the layers, get to understand their story on an individual level, but at the same time build community and camaraderie because I do it with 25 to 30 students at a time. And what I want you to know is that the, the makeup of the students in the group, when I go to the principals, I ask for a cross-section. So the room uh, is, represents the, the African-American, the Latino, the honor roll student. So you have 25 to 30 kids that would never normally ever interact with each other on a normal day in school. But then they come together and, and we, you know, part of my teaching is I think people, once they know what their story is, and they kind of figure out some of the obstacles that they've gone through in their lives, it starts to make sense to them 
why they make some of the decisions that they make in the present time. Whereas if they didn't go back to see it, they continue to make these decisions. Sometimes they're not healthy decisions, but they're based on something in their history. And so I like to walk people back um, to visit their history, but I don't really want them to stay there. So we walk back, we, we look at it, and I tell them to kind of feel it and touch it, but I don't want them to stay there. I want to progress and move forward so that we can strategically um, set up their future. Um, and that's what I do with the youth. With the adults, um, it's more with my public speaking or uh, on an individual level where I do the same. You know, I, I, to be quite honest, I work constantly because even if I'm at a barbecue, you can't turn it off. <laughs> so, you know, if, I, if I'm having a burger, you know, and I'm hanging out at a barbecue, you know, people suck me into these conversations. But, you know, I find a lot of enjoyment of when I, I think part of my gift is being able to help people make sense of the jumble that comes out of their mouth and, and, and they have in their brain. So they spit it out and they think they spit it out and I'm going to be like, wow, that's really bizarre where I start to piece it together. And they kind of look at me like, holy, I can't believe you were able to do that. So, you know, that's, that's in a snapshot. Some of the things I do. I love that. I think that's incredible. You're, I, I especially love that you're helping bring to just younger kids that awareness because I feel like that is what's lacking when you're younger is that just self-awareness of patterns and habits and you know what kind of ends up snowballing into what they're experiencing now and 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 also teaching them like they have a choice they have a choice they get to do you know they get to change the course of things I think that's incredible and of course like that's what that's what I'm teaching you know so I think some teens, but adults too, um, you know, is that it's, I don't think there's any time in life that's wrong to learn that awareness. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not, not at all. And, and you're right. As a teenager, I feel not, I feel because I watch it. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, teenagers lose them, lose themselves in the process of trying to find themselves. Mm -hmm. And so like, um, so, for instance, one of the activities I do in my workshop, I call it um, Who Am I? And so what I have them do is I have them write down 10 characteristics, both good and bad, on um, pieces of small pieces of paper. And then once they get the 10, I make them prioritize the 10 words um, in a specific order. And then I read them a script for each one of the words and I have them crumble it up and drop it on the floor so that by the end of um, my script, all 10 slips of paper are now on the floor in front of them. Once they crumble all 10 pieces of paper up, I then have them pick up the ones they want back, but then I have them leave the ones that they don't want back on the floor, uh, and then we debrief it. And Olivia, you know, first and foremost, as I'm going through the script, there's some teenagers that, and I, let me not just say teenagers, because in my workshops in the schools, I have teachers. I, I mandate that there's at least two teachers in each one of my groups. So I've witnessed even having teachers get emotional. But people come to tears when they see how those 10 words 
have actually walked out in their lives and it's 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 such an impact yeah that's really powerful i love that that's amazing sometimes bringing that visual element is really strong for a lot of people when you can take it from from what's inside and bring it in front of them and have them actually see it it's yeah very impactful yes so yes definitely Another question I want to ask you really quick is what does being simply happy look like to you? Simply happy, you know, um, being a self selfless person. And, and I say that because I think a person would say that and then think about strategically how they would have to place themselves in a position to be selfless. Um, I think that um, my higher power has developed and put me together where it's just part of my nature. And I say that because I've had interactions with people that they've come to me after the interaction is over and they've expressed to me how I made them feel. and I say that because people will, won't always remember what you say, but they remember how you make them feel. And I say mm-hmm. that happiness is connected to that because I find so much value in that, um, but it's, 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 it's balance. So I don't want you to think I seek it. And so when I don't get it, I feel deficient, right. but I find the happiness um, in the work. Yeah. You know, in the work, you know, when I get up in the morning and I spiritually get myself in a place of clarity and then I go out in the world and I'm able to see the fruits of my labor, um, it can sometimes put a permanent smile on your face. I think that's oh, my gosh, I love that. I keep saying that, but I do. Um, and I and I do want to point out that that distinction that I think is so important, especially for my audience. Um, a lot of people listening, you know, are, are working on beating bipolar anxiety and depression. They're, you know, trying to overcome that and and change their lives. And I think what's so important because I see so many people act so selflessly, um, but they do it from a place where it just empties them. So I, I, what I love that you said is that you said, you know, first you get yourself into that space of clarity and then you give, and then you're selfless. So it's, it is that like that balance, like you said, and I, I just really wanted to, to bring a good, like a point to that. So people can know that it's not just about give, give, give. It's about doing it from, but also like filling yourself up and doing it in a way that fills you up instead of depletes you. Yeah. And if, if you allow me, Olivia, I want to, can I expand a little bit on oh, that? Oh, please do. Please do. Yes. Uh, you know, what I like to teach, not only my teenagers, but adults as well. And it's one of my tags with my program and it's being the driver of your car, not the passenger of your car. And mm-hmm. the reason why I say that is I start with affirmation. And you have mentioned earlier that, you know, we forget that we have control. And what I explain to the young people and people in general is that we have to understand that we have to process not only the negative thoughts in our own mind, but also the negative thoughts that may be thrown at us from other people. Because if we're not careful to process it properly, those thoughts start to germinate and plant themselves in our brain and they grow. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So affirmation is, is, is really something that I feel that if you can grab it and really work with it, it puts you in a power position because once I were, I was able to, I don't want to say master it because it is a constant struggle because it's human nature, but I've gotten to the point where, and I, I, others, when they get there, it's, it's the, the power is never having, having to feel like you have to get validation from somebody else. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So when you say, you know, the depression and, you know, I have young people that come in my groups, you know, when they start to get a glimpse of, you know, when we go through these activities and they, they, they hear the echoes of me saying it and then their peers saying it. And they kind of say to themselves, like, you know, really, I'm not that bad person. I have these good qualities in me. I think it changes your perspective a bit to help you flow through life um, a little bit smoother. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. Um, Yeah, I just it's it's one of those things that is so interesting, especially when you were talking about seeking that validation from like from other people. And that's what I I try to teach people is that confidence comes from within. It's not because you achieved a thing. It's not because somebody said you did a good job. Like it's, it's in you and you exercise it and you build it up and it's like a muscle. And when you, when you start to be able to lean on yourself for the validation or for like knowing your worth and things like that, that's when you become more unshakable than if you're leaning on somebody else's opinion. Yeah, yeah, big time, big time. You know, and, and what I drive home, and just to talk about relationships, not to like, you know, diverse to a whole different subject, but I'm thinking of the teenagers. Um, and, and this can go for adult relationships as well. When you say that dependency on relationships, especially, you know, with the younger people, I explain to them, they think because they watch movies that a relationship is 50-50. So I come to the relationship 50%, you come to the relationship 50%, and then when we come together, we make 100, we make one whole relationship. Mm -hmm. But what I explain to them is that a healthy relationship is 100-100. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I have to come independent of you, you have to come independent of me, we join together and make a, 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 a good union but I say that because when you talk, we talk about validation, you know, some people, if they don't get the concept of that correctly, when that other person leaves, they feel like their life is shattered because 50% is gone. Yes. Yes. You see what I'm saying? So, so yeah, it, it's, there's so much importance in you having that strong sense of self because it puts you in a power position, like you said, to not be able to feel weak or, 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 you know, in a place where you, you strive for that, that type of attention. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, honestly, I, I know that today we are really going to talk about, um, you know, not having regrets, but I feel like that play, like even that relationship component plays into it so well because, you know, our, our lives really are made up, especially of like relationships, like friendships, acquaintances, you know, family, friends, like all that stuff. Um, and, so like I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to articulate this but like basically it's when you look back on on your past on like being like oh I should have done that differently oh I should have been in that relationship 
you know, differently or, or any of those things, you know, it, it harbors that I, I wasn't doing it good enough, right? It puts the focus in the wrong place. And that's right. what starts to form those regrets where it's like, oh, like hearing you say like, oh, you should show up to a relationship, you know, 100, 100 and not 50, 50. Oh, why didn't I do that before? And then you start this like whole beating yourself up process where it's like, dang it, I should have done that. <laughs> like that relationship could have actually been really good if only I had done that. And then it's that spiral. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So what are, what are your, like, what's some advice you can give, um, when it comes to not having regrets, not looking at the, the past, it, whether that's in what happened or in what you did in the past or how things went or whatever, you know, what's your advice on how to be able to let that go? Like I, I have my way of doing it, but I, w- I would love to hear like your approach to, kind of releasing those things that kind of stick with us and make us feel like we might have like regrets about stuff. You have to look at your life. Um, I, I, I say this, you, you, your entire life, you always have to remain a student. Mm. You see, sometimes we start to feel as if we get to a point in life that we become the teacher. We're no longer the student. And so as the teacher, you have regrets because you, in your mind, you feel as if you've mastered the class and so that you shouldn't make mistakes, just like teachers feel sometimes when they stand in front of a classroom. And that's a lot of pressure. So what I mean by being the student is that if you remind yourself of being the student, you don't put as much merit into the failures. And then you do just like a student would do with a teacher is you take the missteps as opportunities to do better. Like I like to say you take your obstacles and you turn them into opportunities. So when you look back and you look at it, rather than looking back at it and saying to yourself, um, wow, I didn't do that. So this is now my outcome. You look back and you find that positive or the silver lining in the cloud because believe it or not, I'm, I'm a firm believer. Any situation you go through in life, if you twist and you turn it and you look at, the, at it from the proper perspective, you can find good. Anything, anything. I mean, even some horrific things, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. there's some way that you can turn it and, and not even manipulate it. But just look at it and and, and say to yourself, you know what, that was not the greatest thing that happened, but this is what what came out of it. You know, I'll tell you this uh, regret. Um, I was an elite athlete growing up, um, but I hated school. Olivia, and, and I'm, I'm just being honest. My kids are not close enough to hear me say this, but I'm telling you. <laughs> I didn't like to go to class, but I was I was an awesome athlete. So I'm 52. So I'm telling you this because back when I was going to school, you could actually go off to college. Um, I watched guys graduate. See, I'm about to, I was about to say graduate. They didn't graduate. They would leave high school, get recruited by a major college in the country, and go on campus not as a high school, not even a high school graduate, and then matriculate as a freshman once they take remedial courses. Hmm. So I'm watching it. Yeah, I'm watching this happen. 
I don't like to go to class. So this is not giving me any sort of incentive for me to sit, you know, my butt in a class and learn. So I'm watching it. I'm watching it. And all I want to do is play professional football. Now, I say this because I'm moving along my grades. The football accolades is phenomenal. I get to my senior year in high school, and out of all the recruits in the nation, Olivia, I was number 22. Wow. So, yeah. So, can you imagine? I'm going into my senior year, and, you know, I I can go pretty much anywhere I want in the country. I mean, these guys were calling me, writing me letters. And so I go into my senior year. I watch these guys graduate with, leave school without diplomas. I'm sitting pretty. I'm already signing the, the contract for my pros contract. And uh, November of my senior year, they passed what they call Proposition 48. You needed an 800 on your SATs and a C average, Olivia. Oh, man. Yeah. Can you imagine? And it burnt me. And it burnt me. Now, I want to finish the story because it burnt me because what happens, you know, without going too deep into my story, I end up at a junior college. I play there for two years. I end up going to a Division three school, getting a phenomenal education. But because I went to a Division three school and I and I always had the ability to play at a D1 school, you know, and I tried out for professional, but... I didn't make it. And I think a lot of it had to do with my school. Now, this is the this is the punchline. I didn't forget what you said about regret. <laughs> not only did I regret not doing my schoolwork, but remember when I said when you can look back at the story and find the silver lining? Mm-hmm. Check this out. I'm driving from one of my workshops and it was a, an emotional workshop. And, and I mean, we went in, you know, the group of teenagers gave it up. They told me some dark, deep secrets we had a great bonding experience and as i'm driving i had the thought of a million dollar contract or millions of dollars plus against what i felt in that room with that teenager and i found my silver lining it was years and years later but when i look back i had no regrets over the fact that i didn't play professional football because what I was feeling at that car, in that car in that present moment trumped totally the accolades that I would have got if I became a professional athlete. So, you know, we can find some good in everything that we go through. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, it, it always blows me away, you know, as the years like go on, it always blows me away at like we go through some of the just the hardest things. And it leads us on this path to just something we couldn't have even imagined. Like we couldn't right. have even planned. And it's so, I mean, it's just so spectacular. And and I love that, you know, sometimes you, you and do you feel like, hmm, do you feel like you would have found that silver lining sooner if you had like really looked for it? Or do you feel like it was just one of those things that you needed to just stumble on? You know, I think... What, what enabled me not to get stuck on it is that I didn't, it wasn't a, a, an aha moment in the car while I was driving. Mm-hmm. What I got up until the time that I had the revelation in my car were droplets of it. Mm-hmm. So because I got the droplets of it, I, I wasn't living life with the thought of maybe I should have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So... You know, it, 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 it's almost as if 
every so often I would get a nudge that would remind me that I made the right choice. But in the midst of that emotional moment, it brought everything um, into perspective. You know, I feel like people sometimes don't live what I call or consider a conscious life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what I've learned as I've gotten older and I'm more spiritual is that um, you have to live in the moment rather than projecting and living too, too much forward. Like, like setting goals. Like sometimes when you set a goal, and I, I call the goal the destination, you get so focused on your destination that you don't enjoy the journey. Mm. You know, and in the journey and the process process of getting to your destination is is where you learn. See, once you get there, you're there. And if you're not smart enough to learn in the process of getting to the destination, Olivia, you're not going to keep what you have at the destination anyway, because the process is, is, is learning. So, you know, as you go through life, each one of those steps, you know, that you're going through, it pieces together where you may have made the stumble, but then it helps you as you move forward and you launch into bigger and better things. Yes. And I really appreciate that you brought up even future pacing it because I feel like that's almost, that can be a, a breeding ground for regret as well. So, you know, a lot, of course, a lot of, you know, regret can lie in the past, but when we're trying to reach a goal, if we get so focused on it, like so just, we lose, like, like you said, we lose sight of the now and we're just constantly living in the like, well, when I get there, when I have this or when I do that, you know, living in that, that future place, we don't give room for the journey to just unfold. We don't give room to learn lessons along the way. We don't like give room for appreciation and gratitude of what's happening right in front of us. And, and then you become almost resentful or even regretful that like you haven't reached it yet. Or, you know, or it's, or you're not reaching it in the way that you should have, you know, in quotes, like the way you should have done it. And, um, I think it's so valuable to, to always, yeah, try to bring it back to that present moment so that you aren't setting yourself up to have regrets or you're not dwelling on the past on what was. Um, and I think it's, I think it's important to, to, to spend time in the past and in the future intentionally, you can do it in, you know, in a vacuum where you're like, okay, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to like reflect on the past and do it so that I can, you know, find the silver lining, look for a different perspective and then bring it back to the future, to the present. And then same with the future. Okay. I'm going to goal set. I'm going to figure out maybe my next steps and then I'm going to bring it back to right now. It's, it's about, you know, having them in like little capsules rather than living in either one too long. Yes, yes, definitely. And that's part of my craft. So my, 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 my uh, youth development program, you just explained it, and that's that's what I allow people to do, is to go back and take those. I like to say, looking at your life um, under a magnifying glass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're able to pace it and set it up so that, you know, um, it, it, is, it is the best plan that you can have. You know, and also you mentioned something that's very valuable, is, is we have to be careful on how we create that destination because, you know, people have to understand that life is just not that, um, it's, it's not that simple and it's not that perfect. So if you create the top or the peak of that mountain, 
to to a place where if it doesn't look like that when you get to the top of the mountain, you feel like you didn't make it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to have some flexibility in your brain or in your mind of of what that end actually looks like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so uh, valuable. I do kind of want to touch on, you know, what we're all experiencing as, as like on a global level now um, with coronavirus. I don't want to make it all about that. But, you know, I think that now is a time where people can have a lot of regrets like, oh, I should have done this because, you know, maybe this got taken away or, you know, life shifted in such a dramatic way. And right. so I think there's a lot of people that are looking f- to the past at what was and, you know, I don't know if they're regretting their actions or what's happened or anything like that, but this is that we're very much in a time where people are getting sucked into the past or really sucked into the future of like, I can't wait until it's normal or they miss what was normal. And like, and I think it's so valuable to, to kind of use what we're talking about to, to remind people, like, let's bring it back to the middle. Like, let's bring it back to now. Um, and that also to see that, you know, this is part of, the journey unfolding. This is part of one of those twists and turns that happens in life. And so even if you have goals or ambitions, like you can still get there even with something throwing like a wrench in the whole machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And you know, it's, it's, you know, uh, you have to be so, so careful about talking about spirituality, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying being a spiritual person, I feel like my higher power is restoring my home in the midst of this crisis. Mm-hmm. So when you say to take something positive from it, you know, um, there's so many things that's going on with this downtime in, in my home that, um, you know, I don't want to say that it, it was done just for me, but when I look at it on an individual level, um, I needed this. Like, like this was a piece of the puzzle that if it wasn't placed in here, there would be parts of my life that once Corona moves on, that that wouldn't be there. You know, like, mm-hmm. for instance, right before Corona, um, the virus hit, um, I went to a, um, a branding seminar in California. And, um, oh, I met with this guy. He was a branded guru. I mean, it was phenomenal, Olivia. But he gave me all of this information to work with. And I couldn't really do anything with it, um, you know, quite yet. And a lot of it had to do with the virtual work. And so, you know, I've been able to dive into that simply because of of having to step back and reevaluate where I'm at. Yeah, and I I absolutely love that. And I think what's important for people to know is it's it's not like these things just get handed to you necessarily. It's it's about being intentional and saying, "Okay, well, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to right. to do this or do this." I mean, I you know, I know there are people that are going through hardships and, you know, there, there's a lot that's happening. Um, but I was even talking to one of my students the other day and it was just so beautiful. She was like, "You know, I, I, she has her own business. She's like, I missed out on doing this show that sets me up for the next three months, typically. And she was like, I can't pay my bills right now. And I let myself sit in that space of like, this really sucks for, for like two days. And then she's like, okay, well, you know, I can make more stuff right now. I can yeah. prep for, you know, 
when we like just different projects that had been on the back burner for her. She was like, I'm just going to start working on it. It, d it makes no sense for me to sit here and worry and stress when I could see the light, be productive. Um, or even like she's amping up her self-care right now. It's like, it doesn't even have to just be being productive and using the time, you know, it could be using that time on yourself to rest, to yes. connect yes. with people. Like, you know, it can be that like outward energy or that it can be that inward energy. And, you know, it's even when you were um, touching on, you know, your spirituality, what, what I think is so important is like, you can, like people can believe whatever they want to believe and it right. still fits into this. Like, that's, I love doing that, like with my students, especially like they, like there's just such different spiritual backgrounds and we always uh -huh. like figure out how to just weave it into the kind of basics of like awareness and, and that kind of stuff. And we just weave it in, in a way that works for them in a way that empowers them. Even right. if, even if that belief is in nothing and it's just in yourself, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. And I think, I think, um, spirituality in itself and like you're saying it doesn't have to be attached to anything specific um brings brings a sense of balance and a familiar place yeah you see my spirituality is a place where i can go where i feel off balance i it's almost like my closet yeah you know what i'm saying so so when i feel like i need to get centered um i dive into that so you know it's a great a great arsenal. It's a great, great, um, thing to have, um, to be able to, to, to recalibrate, engage yourself because, you know, life gets so busy. You said it, you know, sometimes, you know, you know, sometimes you hear, and I've read books where somebody's a workaholic and, 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 and the world has to rather than they won't stop working. So then they have a heart attack. And that's just the universe saying, listen, you know what? You need to slow down. <laughs> you need to think about what you're doing because obviously it's not in your best interest. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's exactly what happened to me. <laughs> After I had my second kid, I was doing, I was stay at home mom to two kids. I was doing so many things um, business wise. And then I literally like, I just, I remember I've told this on my podcast before, but I, I was vlogging. I was doing videos on YouTube and I did one every day in December. And after that month ended, it felt like I had just like literally driven a car into a brick wall. And wow. when the next year started, I was like, okay, <laughs> like, yeah. I need to reevaluate what's going on. And that's, what's important though, is, you know, it could have been it could have, that could have been a space for regret. That could have been a space for, I, you know, I didn't show up for myself. I, I, you know, I wasn't showing up for my kids fully. You know, I was doing too much of my work. Like what was wrong with me? But instead I was like, okay, let's look at what happened. And what can I learn from here? What can I take off my plate? Like, how can I adjust? How can I pivot? And I think especially right now, you know, really important to do that. And then, you know, whatever your belief is, you know, lean into it now. Um, give yourself something to, to lean on, um, to help feel supported, you know, in a time where maybe it feels like everything's a little crazy. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I agree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, oh, I feel like we've talked a lot about regrets. Is there anything that you, you feel like would just be really valuable to talk about right now? 
we do get to process it and we get to let go of it. And I think what people are so scared of is if it comes to the surface, it'll just hurt and stay there forever. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, and it's not the case. So go ahead. No, no. Yeah. And and it's not the case. And And that's why, that's why when I talk about my strategies, I'm big. So when we're in my workshops and I say, let's go back in your history before they leave that room, I let them know, especially if they get emotional. I'll say, listen, we went back, we touched it, but you cannot stay there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, you know, we, we kind of walk out of it. So, you know, I'll rarely, you know, even if I see it in a teenager's face, like they haven't really let it go, I'll stay for an extra half an hour. Yeah. You know, let's debrief this a little bit more. So that when you leave this room, you understand that you went back, you touched it. But like you're saying, that that hurt or that pain, you know, um, and what I find with 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 not even teenagers, but people in general, when you talk about the pain, sometimes saying it out loud is is like, you know, I, I'll tell you this at the end of my program, I do a, an activity I call personal share. So you can either bring in an item that means a lot to you or you can share something. And I had a teacher who was sitting in the circle. We got to her and, you know, she I I mean, this was pretty deep. She told these students that she only had been around for two days that, you know, she was molested by her dad. Oh, my goodness. But you know what, Olivia? It was the first time she told anyone else. Yeah. I can't even imagine the weight that lifted. Oh, my gosh. This woman felt, I I mean, but it shows you how that was such a painful event. But just by her being able to express it Mm -hmm. in that way, yeah, 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 that's a release. Yes. Yeah. And whether that's what I think is beautiful, too. And I I want people to know like that release can be release can be like verbal. It can be physical. It can be emotional. And if you find that you're especially if you if you bring something up and you're trying to get it out, but it, it you don't feel like you're letting go of it. You know, try like different methods, like let yourself go all out, like let yourself scream if you need to or cry for three hours or like do what you need to do, you know, or talk to somebody about it um, so that it it really it really can come out. And then once you do that, that's when you get to, you know, look for the silver lining, look for that different perspective, like you allow yourself to like actually feel the release and then and then you shift it. Yes, yes, definitely. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, is there any last amazing words of wisdom you would love to to leave with everyone listening? Well, you know, I, I wrote a book, um, and the name title of my book is Be Encouraged. Uh-huh. Um, um, and the front cover, uh, it's written in the devotional style, so, you know, you pick a page and you can read it, um, you know, one page for the day. But in the inside cover, I wrote... Uh, Short-term thinkers plant gardens. Long-term thinkers plant trees. Mm. Eternity-minded thinkers plant themselves in the souls of others. Ugh. You know, um, and 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 that is that is my goal in life, Olivia. You know, and I say that in the conclusion of our talk because I'm hoping 
that during the time that we were able to to have this talk, that I, I, I was able to do that to your listeners. But I'm at the same time, I'm hoping that I was able to plant some seeds with you within our conversation um, over the over the past time. So, yeah, that's that's something that I usually close my groups out with so that I can kind of capture and, and, and bring everything in full circle of what we have experienced and talked about. Oh, that is so beautiful. I have the biggest smile on my face. I, I love it. And honestly, too funny, but I have been seeing everything I've been doing is planting trees lately. So it just hits home for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. I love yeah. it. Well, where can everybody find you before we get off of here? Okay. Um, they can they can go to my, I have my, my motivational speaking website is uh, michaelarterberry.com. Um, I have a website for my nonprofit, which is youthvoicescenter.org. Um, they can find me at Facebook, my name, Michael Arterberry. Um, LinkedIn, the same, Michael Arterberry. Um, if you don't mind, I'm, I'm, la- I, um, I'm launching an online course, Okay. Um, an 11-week online course. Um, it's called Shake the Dirt Experience. Um, they can go to Shake the dirt experience.com. Um, and during this course, I really, after listening to me speak, it's really what I've kind of projected to your listeners. And it's an 11 week course where I'm, I'm helping the participants to walk back through their stories and find those nuggets to be successful. Um, and that's it. That's it. You know, you know, I, you know, just, I'm all about, helping others you know on my facebook page i put up daily um inspirationals so that they can come and visit on a daily basis and um you know that's that's just part of my nature of 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 giving back to the world that is wonderful thank you so much for sharing all that and thank you so much for coming on the show it's honestly i love this conversation it's been it's just been the best Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. And as for you, my listener, thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. As always, you keep staying Simply Awesome. I'll keep staying Simply Ollie, and I'll chat with you on the next pod. Bye. Right, that is it for this episode. Now, I forgot to say it in the show, but I do want you to know you can find all of the links for um, everything that Michael was talking about down in the description, in the in all the podcast details, you know, that area. And yeah, I truly hope you enjoyed it. Please, I would love for you to send me a message um, on Instagram at the Real Simply Ollie, no, letting me know what you thought of the episode. And if you found it helpful, um, please make sure you share it, um, share it on social media, share it, you know, via word of mouth with somebody you think it, it might really help, all that good stuff. So, yes, thank you so much again for listening and see you on the next pod. Bye.